Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Bills Mafia. We know there's only one topic every day. All Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep. Talking Bills all year long. Because it's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bovey. It's always game day in Buffalo. I got another really fun question for you in a little while. But let's talk about the middle linebacker spot. Because I think we both agree. We talked about this after the game on the latest It's Always Game Day in Buffalo, our podcast. By the way. What two days ago, like 8,000 views. Thank you very much for everybody who's coming. Oh, nice. Thank you. That's amazing, right? That's uh, on YouTube, at Sal Sports and the YouTube channel. Hopefully you're you're subscribed and watching all that. We talked about the game that Dorian Williams had. I made a point to ask Eric Washington, is the door shut on him? Is he playing Mike? Is he locked into the will linebacker spot, backing up to Matt Milano? He said everything's fluid. I get it. I know why they say that. You always want to keep competition. You never want anybody to get settled. You don't want Tyrell Dodson or Terrell Bernard or anybody else to think, okay, you know, this is my job. But Matt, I mean, at some point, if he if he backs us up with a game against the Steelers, are we not thinking that maybe he should start to get a little look to be another linebacker on the field at Matt Milano because you want your best 11? I don't think so. I, I hear what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. I don't know if they feel that way. I'm sure they do in theory. They definitely want their best 11 on the field. I would think that if it's not Tyrell Dodson at linebacker, it's going to be AJ Klein. And Ooh. the Bills before the Steelers. with Bernard Hurt? Is that why it'd be Bernard yes, Hurt? Okay. with Bernard Hurt. But, I mean, it is interesting. The Bills put out a new depth chart before the Steelers game, and A.J. Klein went up the depth chart. He is now the primary backup there. I mean, like, that's not nothing. They don't do that. I know Terrell Bernard is hurt, but they had, like, all of them kind of as, like, the joint starters now. And now there's kind of more, like, of a definitive, okay, this is the play, this is the play, this is the play. So I, I don't know. I thought of A.J. Klein as, like, a very much depth break glass in, ca- break glass in case of emergency guy two weeks ago. Now I, I think, like, like, I don't think Baylon Spector is in this conversation anymore. I think that if there is a starting linebacker on the field for them and it's not Tyrell Dodson or Matt Milano, the next person up, you know, to replace Dodson would be AJ Klein. I just don't think they'll have a summer of working Dorian Williams at will and then move him to Mike. I just he, don't he think they would will do that. during the spring though. He did work there. OTS minicap. I agree with you. Like, I don't think they're going to do it, mm-hmm. but it sounds like to me, what you just said about AJ Klein, maybe there are, it is emergency. Maybe it's just, nobody's really took a control of that job. And Hey, should we look at this? One thing I will tell you is not going to happen. They are not moving Matt Milano to Mike linebacker. Sorry, folks. I mean, if anybody who's asked that, I asked that back in the spring and they said, that's not happening. And why would it, that he's an all pro at the weak side. Why also, would you I want way where well, he's, where he's great. I read it wrong. 
He he did not move up the depth chart. So I'm sorry. He's still bot oh. AJ Klein is still down on the depth. But that being said, like just watching practice, like AJ Klein is out there every sure. once in a while. So well, I Bernard I, isn't though. And how much is this hurting him? A lot. A lot. The timing of it is terrible. I mean, the timing of it sucks for him, right? It was like he was very much in this conversation. And I think that they had a little bit of a different skill set. I think they liked what Bernard was bringing to the table. And then he got hurt. And now you're just kind of like left scrambling, basically. Yeah, I, I wonder. Here's a question I wonder. Is the main starting middle linebacker for the Buffalo Bills in 2023 not on this roster? It doesn't have to be even be opening night because that would be a quick turnaround for somebody. Is it possible this team, who's trying to win a Super Bowl, evaluates that position and says, we just don't have the answer on this roster. We have to go trade for somebody. We have to go claim somebody off waivers. We have to find somebody who's better than what we have. I'm not sounding the alarms that these guys have been bad by any stretch, but it feels like, and McDermott said this like last week at camp, no one's really separated themselves. And I wonder if they feel there's somebody that would be a separation. Let me put it this way. Of all of the position battles we've talked about, I feel like this is the one where there isn't a lot of other options. Like if we talk about cornerback and you say, okay, well, we think Dane Jackson is going to win the job. I think most people would probably feel pretty good if Kyer Elam or Christian Benford had to be on the field. Same thing at guard. It's like, okay, well, if Torrance doesn't win the job, you feel pretty good about Bates. And then you feel really good about having Torrance as kind of your next man up. At middle linebacker, I don't know how confident you are really if any of the guys, let alone the depth. I mean, I think they're all fine, but my goodness, with Terrell Bernard injured, like, are you really excited about Tyrell Dodson, then AJ Klein, and then Balen Spector? I, I don't know if you are. I think you could get away with it. You'll be fine. Like, We're nitpicking here. This is a really, really good roster. There's a lot of teams around the league where you yeah. can have this conversation with like five or six different positions. With the Bills, there's not that many of them. But it's they're big shoes to fill. Like Tremaine Edmonds was Tremaine Edmonds was really good, and now you're just kind of saying, okay, well, we hope it works. And I don't think anybody has kind of established themselves as the. I think Dodson is the favorite, but I think that's just almost circumstantial. I don't think that's a lot to do with like what he's actually done on the field. It feels like the reason why they wouldn't move Williams would have to be because they just don't want to put that much on the plate of a rookie who they want to play faster. They they don't want to bog him down with having to get the alignments and set the defense and make all the calls. I'm not saying he can't do it down the road. And mm. if you're and if you say, well, Tremaine Edmonds did that as a rookie, yeah, that was 2018 when they, you know, they were kind of they knew they'd kind of take a step back a little bit with a rookie quarterback. Like, you know, they were a little bit more rebuilding then. They're not rebuilding now at all or trying to build for a championship. They're trying to win a championship. So I I think the reason has to be because he just, they don't want to put that on his plate. Now that said, hey man, if Matt Milano were to go out for a game or two, from what I saw from Dorian Williams on Saturday, I like what I saw. And he say that's a, that's a good spot to be in with a backup. It's a heck of a roster, like you said. Mm -hmm. But I do wonder down the road if they say, you know what, we're going to have to start looking at him again. Because Eric Washington did not dismiss the notion that maybe Dorian Williams could get a look at Mike Linebacker. Again. The thing though that I always, Dorian Williams looked good. But Dorian Williams looked good against some competition where yep. he, I don't want to say he should look good because he's also a rookie. So this is our first experience of Dorian Williams in game action with the Bills. So I don't want to say he should look good, but it also maybe isn't 
as impressive. Like, oh my gosh, look how good this guy looked because he wasn't doing against doing it against all of the cult starters. He was kind of doing it against a bunch of people who were pieced together. I think that's even more reason though. Like you do not need to see Matt Milano in Again, really, quite frankly, in the preseason, Matt Milano should probably just be sitting there. So maybe he does get a couple series, a couple reps against like legitimate starting offenses. I don't know what the Steelers plan is. I don't know. I know Kenny Pickett and George Pickens and all those guys played last week. I don't know if they plan on playing those guys again this week, but I I would like to see that. I would like to see these guys in position battles all across the board go against like legitimate NFL competition just because you know you can only evaluate so much going against a backup quarterback a running back you've never heard of and wide receivers who are fighting to make a roster okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What about corner two? Has anything crystallized in your mind since Saturday at all? Not since Saturday. I just think the lack of Dane Jackson on the field tells me that he is the favorite here just because I feel like they know what they get with him. I think the other day I said it's like the Levi Wallace effect. Levi Wallace was never the sexiest player. He never had the greatest upside, but he was consistent. He was reliable. And I think they valued that out of their second cornerback position. If it's not Kyrie Elam, it'll be a disappointment. It'll be a disappointment for the team and for the player. It's a big-time asset on a person. And it's also way too early in his career, and he's way too high of a pick to cut bait. You have to just keep him. But if you're keeping him and he's not playing a lot, and then you're going into year three next year, and you've got this first-round draft pick, I I know that you could part ways with Dane, but, man, if if he's not winning the job after year two – I don't know what's realistic for the year two to year three step. The Bills made a couple roster moves on Tuesday. Number one, they Mm -hmm. activated Tyler Medikevich from the active, physically unable to perform list. That leaves just Von Miller left Mm -hmm. on the PUP list. We didn't even discuss Tyler Medikevich in the linebacker discussion because, quite frankly, he's not. I do wonder about Tyler Medikevich's spot on this team, though, considering the new kickoff rules, Matt, because they're paying him to cover kicks, essentially, and punts. I get it. Mm-hmm. And I know the Bills value like special teams, but with a team that's tight against the cap, if you're just going to go into games and it's not really as important to cover the kick like it used to be because of the rules of the fair catch that they can do now, I wonder if Tyler Medikevich could be a guy on the outside looking in. You might be right, but at the same time, take out like Bass, Martin, and Ferguson. Okay, take out like the quote specialists. Yep. Right now, if you said who's the best special teams player on the Bills roster – Medikevich is in that conversation. Probably Probably Medikevich and Saran Neal are probably Mm -hmm. the first two people that immediately come to mind. So I think given that, I don't want to say he's safe, but I think he still probably is favored to make the roster. I will be surprised if he's not on the roster. Now, we're talking about a special teams contributor here, so I'm not going to be shocked or anything, but I would be surprised if he's not on the team come you know August 26th or 28th or whatever the date is. The other move they made was 
put Brandon Shell, the tackle, yeah. on the reserve retired list. He did not show up to practice on Tuesday. Then we find out that he's going on the reserve retired list. It does hurt their depth at tackle, but I don't think it's anything to be too concerned about. They have David Questenberry there. You know, they have Ryan Vandermark there, and I think Ryan Vandermark has a legitimate look at being a reserve tackle on this 53-man roster. Yeah, you're probably right. It, it doesn't. It's weird because two months ago, three months ago, whatever it was when they signed him. Oh, my gosh, it's already August. It was longer than that. When they signed him, you're saying like, okay, this guy played like substantial amount of games for the Dolphins last year. This is a good depth piece for you to have kind of in your back pocket if you need it. There's also been nothing from Spencer Brown this summer that has made me think like, okay, he has this job. I mean, he's got the job locked down, but I don't know if he's like, oh my gosh, he looks like Spencer Brown during that stretch of his rookie year where he looked really good. Like there are times when it's like, okay, they need better, more consistent play out of their offensive line. And I think that's the person I've probably noticed most often of just thinking like, okay, that person needs to improve. That's not to say that they won't. That's not to say that he won't. They absolutely could be a better offensive line this year. I think they will be because of the interior play. And I think the interior improvement will make the exterior that much better. But losing depth when you have a couple question marks there is never good. Like this, this is not a good thing for the Bills. It's not like substantial, but it's certainly not a good thing. And then lastly, as far as injuries are concerned, just to button up on Tuesday, um, Tommy Doyle, great news, by the way. He was back on the practice field. Mm -hmm. Reggie Gilliam was back on the practice field. DJ Dale back on the practice field. That's good. Still no Cam Lewis. Still no um, Damian Harris, obviously, yeah. which is a big deal. Damian Harris and Von Miller were off to the side together. Damian yeah. Harris looked like, you know, in good spirit, was doing a lot. So I know the team has said that they believe he's trending in the right direction. And it kind of looks that way to me. Yeah, me too. I just, you know, it's a guy that has an injury history and you hope that it's nothing that lingers with him and mm -hmm. that he cannot have that injury history with the bills because I think he could have a really key role as a running back. And obviously Latavius Murray has looked pretty good. We've seen him. And on Saturday, we talked about him as well. Um, I, I wonder about Cam Lewis though, you know, this valuable time, the good thing for Cam is they know what he is. They know who he is. Mm -hmm. But to me, isn't Cam Lewis like the poster child for always being that 52, 53, 54, 55 kind of guy right in that space. Mm -hmm. That would be a stressful life to live, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Of like always being like kind of right on that bubble there. He is. I, I think Cam Lewis makes the team. I think Cam Lewis makes the team because of all the things he can do. He checks yeah. a lot of boxes that a lot of guys don't. Like a lot of guys are like, okay, you're a boundary corner. Okay. You're a nickel. Okay. You're a safety. Cam Lewis is like, okay, you could be all of those, all three of those. So you're kind of just getting more bang for your buck with a guy like that that gives you a little bit more flexibility elsewhere. The thing that gets tricky about Cam Lewis are all of the names of the people in front of him who you know are going to make the team, right? Like, you know, Tredavious White's on the team. You know, Kyrie Elam, Christian Benford, and Dane Jackson on the team. Right there, that's four people. Then you talk about safeties. Okay, we know Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Taylor Rapp, and Damar Hamlin, I think, mm -hmm. are on the mm -hmm. team. So Me right too. now, that's eight people. Then you get to, okay, well, they love Saran Neal. We just talked about him. Now you're at nine. Taron Johnson, I should have said sooner. <laughs> Taron Johnson is legitimately one of the best players on their defense. Now you're at 10. None of the guys that we said are getting cut. So then it gets you to, are they keeping 11 defensive backs? That's a lot. That's a lot for them to do. But if Cam Lewis makes the team, I think that's what happens unless they surprise us. I, I just don't see this team like cutting Saran Neal. I just, I just don't think. Oh, no, no, happen. I don't think so either. I think Saran Neal is, uh, he's, I, you could argue he's the best special team. They're also paying quite a bit of money. And I think there's a good cap hit, but he's a really good player. Plus 
for them on special teams. Plus, Matt, I think that they really, I think he's really grown into a backup nickel, especially mm-hmm. against run support. They they've used him. They've used him like a big nickel, a Buffalo nickel that mm-hmm. Sean McDermott has played. I I I think that he's a very very like legitimate spot on this team. Yeah, well, I mean. Earlier in the podcast, we were talking about Saran Neal and Stefan Diggs jawing at each other. If Saran Neal is on the field when Stefan Diggs is on the field, that's probably right. a pretty good sign that Saran Neal is going to be on this team come September. All right. We had a couple of moves from AFC East teams that we needed to get into. But first, before we do that, Matt, I need to have a discussion about deodorant. Okay. 